Shortlisted is brought to you by Future Women's Jobs Academy. Getting back to work after a career break isn't easy. Future Women's Jobs Academy is a free online program supported by the Australian Government. It's proven to increase confidence and connect women with meaningful and flexible jobs. Apply today at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com. We'll support you to find the right job and thrive. Nothing makes a person go weak at the knees quite like a job interview. Enter Shortlisted, a podcast by Future Women where Helen McCabe and I hold your virtual hand, walking with you every step of the way, right to the interview door and straight onto the shortlist. In this episode, we'll teach you a really simple formula to answer literally any situational interview question. The STAR method isn't about the content of your answer, it's an approach to structuring your thoughts in a really clever and compelling way. So how to prepare a killer response. What's your first reaction to that concept? No, I'm racked with nerves because the idea of a killer response suggests to me that one answer is going to win you the interview. And sorry to terrify you folks, I think the reality is that's probably true, but you get a number of shots at it. It's not like there's one question where they go, this, this answer defines the interview. It's more like through the interview, interviewers are looking for that moment where they go, oh yeah, I like them, or that's just what we're looking for. So I don't think we need to put all the pressure on a single killer response. It's about trying to maximise the chances that you're going to answer every question well and something is going to appeal in there to the interviewer or the interviewers that you're meeting. Helen, can you tell me a bit about some of the the questions that come up again and again? And we know this is the case because sometimes I go into interviews and if I'm interviewing a lot of people in one day, I start to be bored by myself by the fact that I keep going to the same questions. What are some of those ones that come up a whole lot of the time? So I'm going to say a killer response terrifies me because it sounds like I have to be funny and very, very few people are actually really genuinely funny. So I want to take that off the table. Don't worry about having to be humorous. If you are, well done. Congratulations. They, the, 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 the common types of questions fall into the concept of tell me about yourself. So that is why are you the right fit and what are your strengths? So that's super common and that is what you should be prepared to answer and that does require quite a bit of thought often because they're hard to answer those questions. Like what are your how strengths? Much, how much detail do you want? Where should I start with telling you about myself? Yeah. Like I was born, you know? Well, I, I think if you asked me to, to tell you my strengths right now, I couldn't do it. And we all have lots of different strengths. So I would think about the job you're applying for and the organisation. So and maybe stick to those. But what's the answer? I would say there's a few ways to think about this. Most interviews do start with a prompt to get you to start telling your story. And while you shouldn't totally ignore the question, I do think you can make like a politician a little bit and say what you want to say to set the scene. So talk about yourself. Be ready with what part of your story you want to tell and where you're going to begin. For example, I wouldn't go back now in my mid-30s. I would not go back to my school and university days. I feel like they're not really relevant anymore. I would start with the first significant leadership role I had and say, before that, I was working in blah, very broadly. And I would try and link it as quickly as I could 
to the job that I was going for and why those strengths or the content of that work or the things I learned lead me to this opportunity and me thinking that I'm going to bring a lot to this role. I tend to talk about the kind of person I am. I think strengths are hard because strengths makes you feel a lot of pressure. It's a bit like the killer answer, right? There's a lot of pressure in what your strengths are, but everyone has strengths. And I think talking about what you enjoy is a good way to start because you usually like what you're good at. Yeah. And I would just add on the strengths point, um, having done a lot of this work through our training programs at Future Women, there's a tendency of women to lean on strengths like being a good team member, Mm. collaborative, empathetic, fabulous. That's great, but I'm probably not hiring you for those strengths. I want to know that you are detail-orientated, that you're great at a spreadsheet, that you can write a press release in 35 minutes. Like I think it's worth really thinking about specific strengths that you would be prepared to pay for if you were the employer. Yeah, I think that that's great. And they're detailed, right? Um, uh, Giving that detail of I'm good with a damn spreadsheet is a really great way of summarising your skill set. Yeah. And even if I don't want someone with a spreadsheet ability, I'm thinking, oh, that might be helpful to have around. Mm. So I I would, in terms of strength, think quite clearly about what you are, I mean, it could be have a wildly creative flair. We we hired someone who admitted while she had an extraordinary academic record also was quite creative, which was really appealing to us to have those two sets of skills. We hired someone in a role that required no legal ability, but she had a legal background. So, you know, you're getting two for the price of one if you can identify strengths that are in addition to the strengths that are part of the role. And I think human strengths are relevant too. You can't rely on them only, but the things that are strengths of your character, I think are also relevant. I love people, for example, who are willing to have a go at anything. I always love it if someone says, give me a task, even if I don't know how to do it, I will have a crack. Uh, Or I know how to ask someone and find the information I need to be able to figure out how to answer your question. You know, I'm someone who will do the research, will do the work to be able to deliver. Um, I love people who talk about being results driven. I personally enjoy people who say that they're competitive. I think that's a bit more of a controversial one. Um, And I'm someone who is always really drawn in by someone who says they're enthusiastic because the last thing you want in your workplace is someone who sort of hangs back, never puts their hand up, isn't necessarily someone who's going to dive in when there's a new task. And enthusiastic says to me, even if this is not my exact job description, even if you've given me a particular job to do today, that I'm not thrilled about, I'm still going to attack it with every bit of enthusiasm I've got. And this is controversial, I think, but I have a red flag if someone's strength is they like to support others. Oh, why? Well, because I need you to do something. Mm. I don't, I don't want, I don't have the space in my team to have someone that's cheerleading the people that are doing the work. Now, I'm going to be wildly gender specific about this. Often you'll find in teams of men and women, you'll have the guy who likes to support the women doing the work. And I've just spent, I guess, too long seeing that happen. And so anyone who says, you know, I'm really good at supporting the team. No, no, no. The team means everyone does something. 
So I said it would be controversial, but um, that is something for me that is not a strength. We all should support each other. That's kind of a bit of a given. Yeah. One of the other common questions that gets asked, Helen, is some variation of what are your greatest weaknesses or tell me about a time that you failed or is there anything that you wish you were better at that you'd like to improve? What are you looking for if you ask a question like that in an interview? Uh, Not a lot, actually. It's just an ability to kind of tell a story and get to know the person a little better. I mean, it might elicit an interesting story about someone who's had something big happen, but it's really just developing the narrative and the light and shade and seeing their confidence and seeing their personality come to life. So I don't think you have to overthink those questions. Where do you see yourself in five years is interesting. So I would give that a little bit of thought. Most people say, I don't really know. Most women say, I don't know, but I do think it's worth saying, actually, I'd like to run a division or I'd like to be um, running my own business. You know, I'm doing this to get experience. Um, if you if you do have an ambition, this is a good time to share it. Um, I think it's perfectly reasonable to set um, the the pathway because if you get that job, uh, your employer's already gone, well, Jamila wants to run the company in the next five years. That's exactly the sort of employee I'm looking for. And, you know, you've you've put your flag in the ground. I think there are also those questions, of course, that are sort of specific to the role. And HR experts say that you can generally group the roles and responsibilities into three to five themes that you can expect to be asked about. And those are key traits, characteristics or skill sets essential to the role. And I think with this one, you just need to remember that you do not have to meet 100% of the criteria. When you look at a job description and that job description is being ticked through the seven or eight things in it in the conversation that you're having with an interviewer, if you don't have one of those skills or if you haven't done one of those things before, just say so. I have never, ever hired someone who exactly meets all of the criteria, but usually they have met some criteria I haven't listed, which is going to be helpful. And I think you've got to trust the person who's interviewing you to know that because they know the other skill sets that are missing in the company and the other things in that organisation that might be helpful. So just be honest and open and show a willingness to learn. So it's really common to be asked a real life scenario or to give a specific example that demonstrate your experience or skills, e.g. how you managed a difficult team member, dealt with competing priorities, demonstrated leadership, etc. This is something you, you should prepare for. And again, it doesn't have to be a huge problem. So I remember someone saying to me recently that it can be just being at the tennis club and you were the treasurer of the club and you had a difficult conflict or difficult environment in which to manage. It can be that simple. It can be about putting the groceries in the car in the car park at Woolworths. That's okay. You don't have to have the grand challenge of running a law firm and being a partner and, you know, a piece of business going to a competitor. It can be quite small and quite illuminating in many ways. Yeah. Um, and particularly, uh, uh, you know, I, I raise that because 
many of you will not have worked for a while. So don't be afraid to use an example that is everyday, but equally speaks to your skill set at managing difficult environments. Yeah. I once interviewed a woman for a role who had six kids and she hadn't worked since she'd had the first one. And so I think she'd been out of the workforce 10 or 12 years. And I asked her about managing a difficult team member. And she said, I manage a difficult team member every day because there is always one child who was just not pulling their weight in the team. And she just, she was funny and she was warm and she gave some great examples. And it did speak to the ability to work with people when they're not always at their best uh, and to make sure that the team pulls together in times where you have to compensate for someone who's not doing so well. But she did it in a way that spoke to her and I suppose acknowledged her lack of experience in the workplace in the last decade or so, but also proved at the same time, it's not like I haven't been learning things. No, and that running a household is not incredibly difficult. Um, so the other point to make about how to prepare a killer response is that preparation is important. So you don't have to be super funny and you don't have to be have run a really big team or have had major problems in your career. You can have small things, but you need to have thought about them. And that will, and even write them down, practice them out loud, uh, shoot the breeze over a cup of coffee one morning with a friend about how you'd answer, you know, one of those key questions like how to manage a difficult team member or demonstrated leadership. That's a really important point. I am someone, I have a bad memory anyway, but when someone says to me, tell me about a time you've managed a difficult team member, I've managed a bunch of difficult team members, but when you ask me, I go, ah, I don't know, I don't think I've ever done it. Um, I often will go to my partner or I will go to my sister or my parents or a friend or a former colleague and ask them because other people remember your best stories. And you've often gone home to your partner or your housemate or whoever it might be and gone, oh God, I just can't get around this. And so they can remind you of the moments where you had a problem and then you can remind yourself of how you got through it. Perfect. So Helen, there's a particular method called the STAR method that is sort of the accepted best practice for structuring clear and compelling responses to common questions. For some of you, this might be a little too structured for you to use in an interview. And for others, I think it could be really useful. So STAR, spelt wrong folks, spelt with two R's, is how we're going to think about this. So the S is for situation. So if Helen has asked me about a time that I've demonstrated leadership, first I set the scene. I give her some context and I explain to her what the challenge is that I have to overcome. T is for task. Then I lay out what was expected of me in that situation. So I'm trying to tell Helen about a time I've demonstrated leadership. I have to start with what my responsibility was in this context. A is for action. So next I'm telling Helen about like what I did. I'm saying this is what I did to overcome the challenge. And if it was a team effort, you can acknowledge that it was a team effort, but make sure you highlight why your role was really important. And then the R's are for result. So you then need to say what happened after the action, like what was the eventual outcome? And if you can measure that, if you can give some concrete numbers, if you can say, well, after that, Helen, after my extraordinary leadership, uh, sales increased by 20% or we were able to uh, agree on a new procedure that meant that uh, moving forward, we improved our efficiencies, uh, cutting down staff time on that particular task. So if you can quantify it, that can be really useful. And then our second R, remember we're spelling start wrong, uh, is reflection, which means that you take a moment to 
reflect on what you learned from that scenario. So I'm telling Helen, my interviewer, about a time when I had to use outstanding leadership skills. At the end, I might say, and what I learned from that is that being a great leader also required me to show some humility in that moment, that I had to give a little to get a little or whatever it might be. So show that you're someone who's able to learn from your experience, not just do things and move on. Okay, so the STAR method is situation, task, action, result, reflection. Perfect. Good and, spelling. And can <laughs> I know that's really bothering you. Is there any situation that doesn't apply to or does that pretty much apply to most questions within, you know, within a, like it almost does, right? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like in a job interview, it's really easy to talk in big, grand sentences that are summaries that don't speak to specifics. It's really easy to say, I'm an incredibly hard worker or I'm someone who gets results or I'm someone who works collaboratively and brings people with me. I mean, sure, great. I'm not going to remember any of those things personally if I am interviewing you, but if you can tell me about a situation that you were placed in, if you can tell me about what was expected of you, your task, if you can tell me what you did and you can tell me what the results were and that you learned from it, I'm going to remember that story. And uh, Helen and I work in the media, which means that we know that stories are what counts. People remember storytelling in a way that they don't remember data and they don't remember top line words and they don't remember big adjectives. They remember the story you told them and you've got to bring that to a job interview. Yeah, look, I 100% agree. And again, drawing on some of the experiences we've had with training mid-career professional women, they do just fall back to those words. And those words are the words that you're going to hear that the interview or the company is going to hear a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So how do you bring to life collaboration and empathy and teamwork? You've got to find a way to do that. So Helen, you mentioned that if you've taken a career break, you can use examples from jobs you've done in the past, or you can use examples of your actual life and things where you've uh, had a challenge at home, or you've had a challenge in a community role, and you've had to overcome them. I think with those examples, and when you're thinking about what those examples might be, also remember that you can use examples in multiple contexts. So if you had a delayed work project, for example, that's an example of good management or uh, innovation because it, there was a delay and you had to figure out how to overcome it and what you could do in the meantime. Or it could be an example of prioritizing or dealing with setbacks. So when we are coming up with our examples, it's not like we have to come up with a concrete example for every possible situation that we might get asked about in a job interview. If you've got four or five great examples of a time when you were instrumental in your workplace at achieving something, you'll be able to pull different threads or strands out of it. Jam, what if you just don't have those examples? If they're not coming readily to mind, I totally understand that. If you are someone who this job interview is a fair way away, if you're just doing some early research about what a process of looking for a new job is like, start recording them. And this is something I say to all my teams, and it's something I have written and spoken about before, even when you are not job hunting, when your boss gives you a piece of feedback or you get a particularly lovely email or someone says, wow, that was amazing how you did blah, write it down because you will forget. You will forget the day-to-day. Send yourself an email, file it away in a folder so you've got somewhere to come back to. 
if the interview is tomorrow and you have no time to do all of those things, I think your friends and family and previous colleagues are a really good source, particularly previous colleagues, because they know what you were like at work. And if you worked together five, 10 years ago, they will have one or two clear memories of you. And they will remember how you did that big thing. And you can probably pull examples out of that. And then finally, if you're getting completely, completely stuck, I think you've just got to reflect back on your working career and remember times of conflict. And I know that sounds really strange because the question might not be about conflict, but most good things that you do in the workplace are about resolving conflict, whether that's conflict with a boss, conflict with a colleague, conflict with someone who worked for you, conflict with a potential supplier, or just a conflict of values that meant it was difficult to work through something, or a conflict with a computer system, for goodness sake. Think about moments in your life when there's been conflict at work and you'll usually be able to pull something together. Yes, and we also advise going to your colleagues and anyone in your life and just ask them questions about, you know, how would you describe me? What sort of colleague am I? What am I good at? So you just get some words. You just need the words and then it will hopefully click into place and you'll then know how to answer what, on the face of it, are quite simple questions, but can be quite complex to answer. One of the things that is difficult is that as human beings, we have such strong negativity bias, right? you will remember that piece of criticism you got from your friend, your partner, your boss, your colleague forever. I can tell you all the things my husband thinks are bad about me, but it's hard to remember the good things sometimes. And that requires that you ask people and they will help you. The people around you will be able to speak to your strengths better than anyone else. Helen, I wanted to also touch on practicing. Talk to me about how you would practice for a job interview and whether or not you can tell if someone has practiced when you are interviewing them. Yes, you can tell. And I personally take that as a sign that the person really wants the job. So I take that as a positive. So I think it's okay to practice. I think depending on your level of confidence, practicing just in front of the mirror, just wandering around the house, going for a walk in the morning, just going over the lines in your head, great idea. If you're more of a show person, um, absolutely call in the kids, the next door neighbor uh, and get them to throw random questions at you and have a laugh and enjoy the process. I had a friend once who told me that she is someone who does need an audience. She needs the opportunity to look people in the eye. She was going for a senior role in the public service in one of the state governments and there was no one around her house the day before. And so she lined up one of her kids' soft toys and she spoke to them very sincerely about why she deserved that job. I thought it was going to be the dog who probably started barking at the end. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you just it's, it's about hearing your own voice. And when I'm doing media training, and this is probably worth considering, record yourself hear yeah. your answer and play it back to yourself because you'll un- you'll know whether you sound authentic and whether it sounds plausible and if you want to change the word from collaborative and empathetic, I'm really hard on collaborative and empathetic, um, to something like, you know, more dynamic and exciting, then do it. And that's a good way of telling if you're hitting the mark is just record yourself. Also think it's worth saying it is okay to make mistakes. And in fact, it is inevitable to make mistakes. I have never met anyone who's walked out of a job interview and said that went exactly as I planned. I said all the things I wish to say. Uh, you are always going to walk out of the room and think, oh, why didn't I say that? Or why didn't I do this? Or I hate that I sounded like this. Or I said that. Um, there are some things that you can do to avoid making too many mistakes. Uh, 
but at the same time, don't be too hard on yourself if you do. So if you do stumble, if you're in the room and you and you lose your flow, stay calm is message number one. Apologize and say, I'm sorry, let me say that again. Uh, and I think we all have been in that situation, right? So people will empathize with you needing to do that. There's nothing wrong with coming back to a question at the end if you need time to digest as well. And that's something you can do uh, when they ask at the end, do you have any questions for us? You were allowed to say, I don't have a question, but would you mind if I added to my answer from earlier? There was something important that I didn't say at the time. If anything, it just shows that you were paying attention. Uh, uh, great. And um, take a prop, you know, take a take a glass of water. Um, I, was like, I was like, what prop? What prop am I bringing? <laughs> well, ta- take a, a glass water. of water is a great idea. I what? thought you meant like, I don't know, like a banana. And my career what? is like what? a... <laughs> well, I was no, just saying... No, a glass say, of water makes a lot of sense. Yes. To steady your hands. Correct. And um, just to enter collect your thoughts, right? Go, oh, yeah. excuse me, I'll just take a glass, you know, or a pen. I need a pen. So, you know, if you you think you've missed the answer and you're listening to the next question, just quickly jot down yeah. the word that you wanted to use so that you can come, come back to it. Yeah. And then when you've got that, any questions at the end, or, and or would you like to say something, you know, before we conclude, you go, actually, I wanted to say... Blah and blah. Yeah, I think that's smart. And also, if you're someone who fiddles with your hair or your glasses or your face or your clothes when you're speaking, really helpful to have something to hold on to that's not one of those things. Also want to give you the message that you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel like yourself. It's okay to show personality. In fact, it's really important to show personality. If you come in and you're just sort of zombie person who's being exactly what you're supposed to be and you're more like a Stepford wife than a potential employee, that doesn't help anyone. You want to hire a human being, not a persona. So don't try to be someone that you're not. Sure, show off your skills in the best possible light, present yourself in the best possible way, but it's you on a great day. It's not trying to be somebody else. Bravo. Shortlisted is produced by Future Women's Jobs Academy. To apply to join, head to jobsacademy.futurewomen.com or go to futurewomen.com to become a Future Women member today.